You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. It's time for the Dragon Con Report, a podcast dedicated to help newcomers and veterans prepare for the upcoming annual convention in downtown Atlanta. With interviews, advice, and news from the pros and fans alike, be careful, you never know, you might actually learn something. Howdy and welcome to the ninth episode of the 2018 Dragon Con Con Report. Dragon Con is over. It's past. It is a done deal. Dragon Con 2018 is behind us, but we want to talk all about it, share our dragon tales with you all. Uh, I am your host, Mike Gordon, and I'm pleased to introduce you to the rest of our station crew, those of us have, who, who have survived the weekend. Of course, Director Mike Faber is here. Oh, not so loud. I'm still nursing a hangover from that apple pie. Come on. You, 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 you brought the pie, sir. You did. did bring the pie. I brought eight gallons worth, it, you know. It yep, was, and it, was, it still wasn't it was enough. Nope, it was not. We ran out. <laughs> um, and we also have with us Darren Noel. Do we have Darren? He's up there. Oh, sorry. I pressed my <laughs> mute button by mistake. My bad. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'm here. Of course. And 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 you had pie as well, correct? I had a little bit of pie, okay. not nearly as much pie as y'all. Gotcha. <laughs> not eight gallons. Not eight gallons. That <laughs> might be pushing my my uh, limits at that point. So yeah. Um, and um, a person that I missed this year for the first time in a while. I think uh, I actually didn't get to see Mary Lou. I know it was so weird. I think I passed you in uh, in the dealer room one time, but you know how hard it is to. Oh, I know. Make connections in there. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, the dealer room's crazy. Um, and, it, yeah, it is it is very crazy. I think I really, really understood how crazy it can be this year. Um, but uh, glad to have you with us. Of course. I'm glad to be here. And joining us for the first time on the DragonCon Con Report, because it was her first time ever at DragonCon, and she's going to tell us all about her first-time experience Ashley Pauls is with us. Hello, thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely, no, we uh, I just I am curious to hear your final thoughts on on what was um, I'm sure a, a weekend that was uh, in some ways it might have felt overhyped for you all uh, up until the actual event itself. It was actually really awesome, so <laughs> I am excited to dive into it. It definitely <laughs> lived up to all the hopes I had for it, so I'm really excited to talk about it with you guys. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, we also are going to have segments from our regular crew, Michelle Biddick-Simmons, uh, Eternal Zan, and Kevin Batchelder. Um, the Dragon Con Report is, as always this year, sponsored by the Borderlands Comics and Games in beautiful Greenville, South Carolina. I hope all of you checked out their booth uh, in Dealer Room. I think it was on the second floor. Is that right, Mike? Did I miss up that? Is nope. second right? So it was on the second floor, yeah. and he actually had a really nice booth. It was not in the same as location as the past couple of years. It was one row in, but it was double the size. Yes, and I did. Uh, I, I saw him a few times, and it was always busy, so we didn't really get a chance to talk too much because – 
you know, he was busy serving folks. So uh, it was good to see him there. Always good to see Robert. And in, you know, when it's not Dragon Con, go visit his store, go to Greenville. It's very awesome. Uh, you can also check out um, his the website, of course, borderlands.us. And get ready because South Carolina Comic Con is coming up in March. So um, we have, we'll have more information on that as develops, but they're already starting to announce guests for that show. So uh, definitely stay tuned for that. Um, we here are a proud member of the ESO Network. Be sure to check out the Amazon link at the top of the esonetwork.com site. It doesn't cost you any more to purchase your stuff, and it really does help us out a lot. Uh, we also have a tea public store filled with all kinds of cool designs, and there's a link for that at the top of the ESO Network page. And speaking of links at the top of the page, there's also a link for our Patreon page. Right, Mike? Oh, always. There's always room for the Patreon. And for big news from Dragon Con, we are very happy to announce that starting actually this week, all posts up on the Patreon will be free to the public and everybody for the first five days of it going live. After that, it's behind the wall and you have to subscribe to our Patreon to be able to enjoy the posts. And there's a there's a few panels that uh, we're airing out as part of our regular programming on uh, Earth Station One podcast, as well as Earth Station Who. But you can also get some exclusive uh, panels that we recorded that we uh, experienced while we were at Dragon Con. You can hear those in the uh, Patreon to weeks, months, probably even the year to come, because we recorded a ton. Yes. And, and um, while I would mention it, too, while I'm talking about the network... I also have to mention that uh, there was a lot of uh, other network folks at the convention. So definitely all of them have uh, DragonCon reports of their own, post-con reports, post-con's coverage, if you will, from the Cigar Nerds to Transmissions from Atlantis to uh, Nerd Bliss, um, as well as Flopcast. So definitely tune in to um, all sorts of shows on the ESO Network to find out even more coverage of, of DragonCon 2018. Uh, if you'd like to leave feedback or comment on the show, please call our ESO feedback line at 404-963-9057 or feel free to email us at dragonconreport at esonetwork.com, uh, especially the email address. Uh, pay attention to that, dragonconreport at esonetwork.com. Go ahead and send us um, any ideas that you have for um, what you liked about the coverage uh, for the Dragon Con report in 2018 on what you'd like to see in 2019. Uh, we are going to make some changes uh, to the show next year, so we're definitely open to ideas. So if you have suggestions or want to feel like uh, you have something to contribute, please reach out to us because, um, yeah, like I said, we are going to spend a few months uh, kind of tweaking and, and, and doing some changing to the show. And then uh, when we come back in January, it's not going to be, you know, uh, a brand new new show but it's going to have a, a you know fresh coat of paint on it we'll call it we'll call it um so uh, it's very exciting stuff but we want to i did talk to a number of p listeners at the convention itself they either came by the table or saw them at panels afterwards and it's always great to get listener feedback directly um a lot of you guys are listening to the show and thank you so much for that we really do appreciate it um a lot of you told me like that you find the show very helpful the uh, the suggestions, the tips, the the, the discussions that we have, uh, very uh, that you appreciate that. So um, we we appreciate you guys. So uh, like I said, if there's something that uh, there's if there's an itch that we're not scratching, 
uh, please let us know so uh, we can we can try to reach down uh, next year to get that. <laughs> I can't. I just can't. I know. I know. I actually, I went. I went there. So you did. You went full Darren right there. That's what you did. <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start off with some DragonCon news. Uh, first and foremost, uh, DragonCon uh, is going to happen next year. Believe it or not, they're going to do another one. Um, yes, uh, apparently they're not finished. Uh, so DragonCon 2019 uh, will take place at uh, August 29th through September 2nd of next year. That's only 330-some days away. Uh, it will be here before we know it. Uh, you will not be prepared for it, no matter how much, uh, how if, <laughs> even if you've started to prepare for it before you're listening to this, um, it's still not going to be near enough time, but uh, it's also going to feel like an eternity before it gets here either. So um, <laughs> it's obviously going to be in the same hotels. Uh, basic information um, is that, yes, it's happening again. So we will, as we as more information develops on guests and other changes, uh, we will definitely let you know. So um, as far as 2018 goes, uh, they did release a, an estimate number of attendees. And this year, DragonCon pulled in approximately 80,000 people, which is about the same as last year's. Um, now, the, the con's been going up and up and up in attendance uh, every year for phew, as long as I can remember without a sizable dip at all. Uh, so this is the really the first time that it's kind of leveled off uh, from the previous year. They expected over 85,000, which, uh, you know, 5,000 doesn't sound like a lot of uh, difference. But um, I, I talked to a number of people who felt this year, I don't know if they, the crowd control was better, but I did talk to a number of people that felt like it wasn't as crowded this year as it was in previous years. Um, how, how do you feel about the attendance? Any, any ideas? Do we think that DragonCon has plateaued? Like this is it? Or do you think this is a bump for some particular reason? <laughs> Who's going to take that one first? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, I'll tackle it. I, I think last year we had a lot of people, um, at least in, in my crowd that were saying that it's too crowded they can't get into any of the panels that they enjoyed. Um, they had to watch Dragon Con TV. I mean, it's different if you make the choice, but if you want to be in the room, it can be very frustrating that all the things you wanted to do, there was no room for you. And that was like getting there an hour ahead of time and the lines being maybe not as organized as they were this year as to where they were starting and finishing. Um, and I think people just decided to save their money or go do something else this year. Because... Um, you're right, Mike. This is the first year where it was like not an increase that anyone was talking about. It was a plateau. And I think that's pretty significant for Dragon. Yeah. I mean, we'll have to see, you know, next year and the year after if this is just, you know, sort of a, um, um, you know, one time thing, if it's going to continue to grow, maybe for some. I mean, um, um, I know, Mike, I know that we talked um, um, at the convention, and I know that you had some thoughts as to, Maybe some of the reasons why it, it wasn't as uh, well attended. Oh, yeah. There's definitely a couple different people who, you know, we've talked to and people are thoughts. And, you know, the, when we posted the article up on the ESO Network Facebook page, of course, the haters had to come out. 
and you know we then reposted it in the dragon con group and it was just you know some of the things that people were saying were just ridiculous and i just yeah there's there were different reasons possibly why there wasn't as many people this year i actually enjoyed it i and i thought it was a great manageable con Mm -hmm. And, you know, if it stays at 80,000, that's still 80,000. It is by no means a failure. Come on, right. folks. Yeah. It's not, it's not like it's the end of the world. And that's was bucking the hell out of me when people were saying that, oh, this is the end of the con. This is, you're going to see it falling apart now. No, folks, it is not going to be falling apart. Not by any means. You're going to still get, you know, we t- we're going to be talking to Kevin in a little bit. And let me tell you, I was a tour guide this year. I did three tours of the newbie groups and it was packed to the rails. All we had, you know, people showing up early to come to the room, to go for the newbie tours and to do the Q and a about coming to dragon con for the first time. It's, it's not slowing down folks. It's just, you know, maybe it's, you know, mellowing out or it's, you know, not, you know, deciding what is going to be happening in the future. It's, you know, some people were complaining, oh, there weren't any great stars this year. Um, there was um, plenty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like there were so many celebrities there this year. It was just amazing, the cast and crew. And we'll talk all about that in a little bit. But, you know, everyone has their favorites. And I'm sorry, we can't get William Shatner or Nathan Fillion every single year. They want to bring in fresh people and new new shows change out or, you know, things, you know, happen and people sometimes can't show up. And there's more and more competition happening all around the world. Because people come to Dragon Con from all across the world. And there's big cons now happening over Labor Day weekend. It's just a fact. In the U.S., it's a three-day weekend. Of course, they're going to put big cons to compete with Dragon Con. And the celebrity pool isn't huge. And, you know, the celebrities are going to, you know, split time. Now that's why you're seeing these celebrities only there certain days. It's not Dragon Con's fault by any means. It's because the celebrities are in demand. Uh-huh. I know that uh, one of the other thoughts was uh, the recent events in Tampa. And I will say that um, I don't know if it was just I don't think it was just because I'm in my mind. I, I, I substantially noticed a greater um, security presence this year. Oh, very much so. I a lot of people I, we talked to, and we did talk about this during the ESO Network recording we did, which will be available very soon on the Patreon. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. And <laughs> Exactly. So it's a lot of, you know, the police presence was amazing this year. And what we saw was only the uniformed police officers. I'm sure there was almost an equal amount undercover in plain clothes. Or, or in stormtroopers, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, uh, there, there is no... If if they're wearing plain clothes, Mike, at Dragon Con, they're going to stand out. <laughs> <laughs> but so. yeah, so I definitely think, you know, I think possibly that Jacksonville had a, you know, 
I'm sorry. Yes, Jacksonville. I said Tampa. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, Jacksonville definitely had a little bit of a, you know, hey, stay away effect. I was nervous about it. I'll be the first one to admit it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's something you have to think about in this day and age, but we've been dealing with this at Dragon since people started ha 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 throwing chairs off the balconies in the Marriott and the Hyatt, you know? So random acts of stupidity um, have been a thing at Dragon for a long time, and you just have to stay on your guard for that stuff because it's. Odds are something weird and strange is going to happen. Not that we want it to, but just the odds are there. So, but nothing as as bad as what happened um, at that gaming tournament. No, no, exactly. And thank God, there nobody threw a chair off yeah, the railing again this year. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear about it. So, yay! I think I think all chairs were banned from any being anywhere close to railings this year. Well, if you think about it, though, guys, truthfully, we've been very fortunate, mm-hmm. knock on wood, with Dragon Con, that there hasn't been any huge, you know, thing like what happened in Jacksonville. Or we haven't had, you know, we've had a couple, you know, sexual assaults in the past and such, but nothing huge or nothing, you know, horrific where somebody's ended up dead or something, mm-hmm. you know, you know, or someone, you know, brutally raped and mur- and beaten up and stuff we've had a, some assaults but you know they usually catch the people who do that and it's most of the time when it happens it's people from outside dragon con and you know that's part of the reason why at dragon con they've had you know increased security but also they have the people checking the badges because there used to be a huge problem with people just coming off the street especially in the night to come into the hotels and, you know, gawk and harass the cosplayers and such. True that, sir. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what, like, the, the rationale. I was surprised that um, that they didn't meet the 85,000. I don't know what specific. I don't think there was one reason. I think maybe in a lot of ways it was just maybe an off year, you know, as far as, uh, I do know a lot of personal friends uh, that did not attend this past year uh, for the first time in a while because uh-huh. they had decided that. And I think you're going to find that, you know, with the, the economy being the way it is, people are going to be forced to make decisions like, OK, I can either go to Dragon Con or I can go to Europe, <laughs> you know, like like I can't do both. So uh-huh. um, or I can go to Disney or, or I can go to Dragon Con. Like have, they have to make those choices. And as they do. You know, Dragon Con has established that it's not going anywhere. So if you miss it a year, don't worry. It's going to be back. So yeah, you can, you can go next, next year. year. Yeah. So I find a lot of people uh, are just like, I need a break. I need to do something else. And, uh, you know, and, and so maybe it was just that simple that a lot of people did that. I don't know. Or Any maybe thoughts? they were fans of a show that had no presence at Dragon Con this year. I mean, that, that happens, too. Absolutely. You know, if you have yeah. one thing that you're really keyed into and that cast was there one year and not coming the next, eh, maybe you could skip it. You yeah. know, so yeah. It, it's an economic decision, you know. Absolutely. I, I knew a friend. She couldn't come. She was pregnant with twins. <laughs> well, I don't you think know, a lot I of people suffered okay. from that. You know, <laughs> I, th- I think it's all right. Skip Dragon Con if you're, you know, a freshly 
<laughs> minted mother of two twin preemie babies. I think that's okay, you know. Well, well, uh, if 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 more of if more pregnant women with twins showed up, then our attendance would be huge. Would it would triple? It would it would triple exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> Before we move on, Mary or uh, Ashley, any thoughts about uh, the attendance this year, Mary? Oh, I don't really have an opinion about that. Okay. All right. <laughs> Mary's like, is there pie? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I just I, I, just don't think that's really, um, as a volunteer, my place to comment. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, okay. I can see that. Ashley, as a, as a first-time uh, Dragon Con attendee, was the crowd overwhelming? You know what? There were a couple moments in the con where I was like, there's a lot of people here. I kind of need to go to one of the quieter hotels, but I kind of figured out some of the areas you could go to kind of lessen the crowd. And this is actually the biggest con I had ever been to. I think the largest one I'd been to previously was 50,000. And there's definitely a difference between 50,000 and 80,000, I would say. (laughs) And it felt like there was a lot of energy and a lot of excitement. So just as a complete outsider perspective, I wouldn't say that the 80,000 you know, 5,000 under what they expected would be anything to be concerned about. There's just natural ebbs and flows. And then, you know, things inevitably plateau, like you grow up to a certain point and maybe it just kind of stabilizes at a level. But I, 80,000 is nothing to, you know, be ashamed of. That's a great crowd. And I, I really enjoyed it and would recommend it to others who hadn't come. So I don't think that there's any cause for concern, but that's just me as an outside observer. So, kind of, what, what do I know? But <laughs> no, no, absolutely, no. Nope. Your opinion is just as valid as any other any of us. So, um, well, I appreciate that. So, um, before we get to talking about more details about uh, 2018, uh, I do have to point out though that even though the uh, you know the the estimated uh, number of attendees was not as anticipated. They still managed to raise at least $85,000 for the official charity, which was Literacy Action. So uh, still doing good work that way. Um, And they've already picked their charity for next year, which is uh, the American Heart Association's Georgia chapter uh, in honor of our uh, fallen friend, uh, Tom Trainer. So uh, I think that's uh, really special. So um, uh, that is a, a great way to honor Tom, and uh, I'm, I'm very excited by the charity for next year as well. So, um, so very cool. Well, um, yeah, let's get into you know, the, let's get right into it. Um, uh, 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 this year, um, the first thing I want to point out because this is sort of a, a segue from the attendance is even though there were you know eighty thousand people there. Um, I think the, it's amazing to me that it's spread out even across more days. Uh, I didn't get there until uh, Thursday, but I saw pictures online from a lot of folks on Wednesday even, and it was crazy, <laughs> crazy mm-hmm. pants on Wednesday. Um, who was there? on Mary, you got there probably earlier than any of us, right? Uh, I got there Wednesday uh, afternoon. Okay. So, now, yeah. Was, yeah, did Wednesday, Wednesday was crazy. crazy. Like I've gotten there on Wednesday, the last several years, the at least the last two years, and it was more than I even remember seeing that at that time last year. Like it reminded me of like Friday night, like four years uh-huh. ago. 
Like, it was insane. I mean, it wasn't, like, Saturday or whatever, but, like, for Wednesday, <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Um, yeah, I like I said, I saw So it seems like they – but I'll tell you what. By Monday afternoon, because I was there, you know, uh, breaking down uh, and and getting my stuff together to, to go home Monday afternoon. Man, you can walk around the hotels and it's it's dead. Like, yeah. it's like people are like Monday is not a big con day. Like M- Monday is like, let's go home day. Um, yeah, and it, it kind of confuses me because people have started coming in early. But why don't people start staying late? Like. I don't check out until Tuesday intentionally. Right. And like, I think that is just as worthwhile and gives, and, and gives me just as much benefit as getting in on Wednesday. So I don't understand why people don't start staying later. Like I was commenting on that actually Monday afternoon when it was so dead. Like, why isn't that also happening? It's very strange. I think, um, well, coming from my perspective, because I usually work on Tuesday, um, I think a lot of people just want that day to sort of travel back home and recover um, before they have to go back off. to it. <laughs> like you're taking one day earlier off from work. What's another day later? You know, what I'm that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Do you do you take the day off and and party uh, in 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 like on Wednesday or Tuesday or Wednesday, or do you take the day off to to recover? Um, you know, like, Monday or Tuesday. Personally, coming in early is cool. But checking out Monday is such a pain in the butt. Like, I refuse to do it. I, I won't wait. I won't wait four hours for a guy to come up and get my stuff out of my room. Like, no way. Just stay one extra day. You can chill until Monday night. Like, hang out with some friends. See some people maybe you miss. Like, don't get that drunk or whatever. And then have an easy checkout Tuesday. Yeah, rehydrate. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I will say Monday morning, um, you know, when we had to check out was probably the only time, the only time that we experienced some issues getting an elevator in the Westin. Um, And that was only like we only had to wait like three uh, for three of them. And then, boom, we found one. So it wasn't that much of a hassle um, elevator wise at the Westin at all throughout the whole weekend until until then. No, it was actually interesting because we ended up going out to lunch after we got done with our panels on Monday with a bunch of the American classic sci-fi folks. And when we got to the Metro Diner, there was no wait or anything. Then there were open tables. And I've never seen that before, even on a Monday. And this was the first time I experienced that. We had like we had like eight of us. And they said, oh, yeah, hold on. And they fixed the table up for us, and they got it to us right away. And this was like 3 o'clock in the afternoon or so. Oh, yeah. It is, uh, it is definitely, you know, uh, <laughs> an empty town, uh, an empty hotel like on Monday. It's Yeah, I, that's one thing I really noticed this year as well. So, well, um, most who are local may have had to have – you know, headed out of town for family gatherings on Labor Day. So there's there's that as well. So sure, sure. I know a lot of people get up early and leave um, in order to avoid the mayhem of getting a guy. Like they wake up, some of them even power through the night and get out of their, their hotel. What, really? 
Yeah, at like 4 a.m., 5 a.m. to be. Oh my God, pay the extra $100 and stay an extra day. It's not that bad. I agree, but you know. Mary, where are you staying at where it's only $100 a night? It's about $100 a night if you have four people in your room. That's true. Which I do. (laughs) Confirmed. Well, I want to oh, hear... I don't do I don't do more than four though. Four is we had the same four roommates the last five years. We got a good thing going, but absolutely no more than four. Yeah, we've done that too. More than four. Yeah, you can't. No, it's not worth it at that point. No, no. And <laughs> and remember, when you're making your reservation, only put two. Yeah, true. True. true All right. That. So I want to hear about everybody's highlights of the con. Uh, we'll start with Darren. How? What? Uh, oh, what, what was some of your highlights, man? I did get to see you in yeah. uh, in almost full Riddler mode. Almost in full Riddler mode because I decided that I was going to do some shopping, so I left the cane behind because you don't carry your props into the dealer's room. Remember that, kids. You don't do it. If you're going to be shopping and carrying a bag, you don't need props with you too. Um, and I left the mask off because it was hot as balls that day. Um, and I decided I was, I was already in a full on polyester suit. I didn't want to like <laughs> add that, add the boulder hat to it and cause me to just bleed sweat out of every pore. Um, I, I had a good time. I bought some art. I, I had a very chill dragon this year. Um, just kind of relaxing with friends and chilling out, watching a lot of DTV by my choice, not because I was waiting, um, in lines for panels I couldn't get into, um, because I just don't like to wait. <laughs> I'll watch TV instead. Um, yeah, that was basically my dragon. It was a relaxicon for me. It was well, not a hard party con at all for me. I don't I think did... I made it to any of the music stuff except for the uh, Spectrum party. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And then how was that? Was that uh... oh, that's always excellent? Always yeah, great. Always great. And I understand you were on a panel. I was. I was on a panel and. I made the mistake of volunteering before I saw what time the panel was. 8 a.m. <laughs> on Monday morning panel. Yes. Oh, my uh, God. Those exist? Yes, they exist. And it was actually well attended for that time. I was impressed. Cool. There was like 40 people there. It has to be a Joe Crow panel. It was a Joe Crow panel. Exactly. I'm like, why the heck? But, yeah. So I didn't party hard on Sunday. I went to bed fairly early and got up, got my Starbucks. No line for Starbucks on Monday morning. Yay. <laughs> and wandered to the Marriott and had a panel and then wandered back to my room because I stayed Monday night too, Mary. Um, I'm not I'm not one of those dumb people who's like, hey, I want to get out of here immediately. You know, I'm like, let everybody else fight over the elevators. I'll wait. Thank you. Um, yeah. Heck so, yeah. yeah. The, bo- the booze disposal party is fun. <laughs> so, you know, I, I had a good time, but it was it was not the crazy party con that I normally have. Um just wanted to take it easy this year. Yeah. yeah and it's 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 kind of nice that DragonCon will allow for that, isn't it? Oh, totally. Um, you don't have to do it like, you know. You don't have to work. go crazy. And if you do, then more power to you. But you can certainly, like, you know, wander through the art show. Wander through the dealer's room. There's, there's things you can do without having to be crushed for time and going to every party and going to every panel. Um, I did Friday. I had a bad experience with um, waiting for um, lines outside the Hyatt. Um, I wish DragonCon would add to the app 
where the lines start for the panels. I know that's asking a lot, but there was a lot of confusion inside the Hyatt as to where you should go to wait for your panel. And there was a lot of yelling by the volunteers. And I know they have to communicate to everybody all at one time in an area. Um, hey, the lines are outside. Um, you, by the time you walked outside and made your way through the lobby of the Hyatt, the line was already gone because it had already been escorted inside. <laughs> you know, yeah. oh. um, There was a lot of that going on because you couldn't find where this particular line started for which ballroom where. Um, and it wasn't always intuitive. <laughs> so um, I, I wish they would add that to the app if they can figure out a way to do that. Like your line is located on the west side of the Hyatt or the east side of the Hyatt or the back side of the Hyatt or something. Um, as opposed to the lines are outside. Very helpful. Not <laughs> not helpful at all. Um, so, you know, just little things like that. But what happened to me Friday on top of that was... I went to two panels in the Hyatt in a row and I was outside waiting in the heat. And then I come into the cold conference room and then I did it again. And I began to get the chills uh, because I was going through such like variances in temperature so quickly. Yep. By the time my body got used to one, here was another. And I'm like, this is how Concrete starts. Yep. I figured mm. it out. I figured out how Concrete starts waiting for lines outside of the hotels and then going into a freezing cold. So you can do like one, but don't do two in a row. You got to let your body moderate. <laughs> I went upstairs and made myself a nice cup of tea and got into a hot bathtub to moderate my temperature for a little bit. <laughs> I, was like, I can't have concrete on Friday. That's ridiculous. I, I refuse to be patient zero. Thank you. So. <laughs> no, no. On behalf of us all, thank you. You're, you're welcome. I sacrificed hours at the con for you all. <laughs> so, yeah. I've heard uh, the line situation over there is crazy. So uh, we have heard from other people. And, uh, of course, the line situation in uh, to get into the uh, America's Mart is in crazy insane, too. It is, so. all, is always crazy, yeah. I, I don't know if there's any way around that. The only thing I, that I puzzles me is. Is, that, is that when I, on Sunday, when I came back uh, to the building and tried to get in, um, they weren't letting anybody in because of, uh, you know, um, uh, it, it was uh, apparently either the fire marshal or somebody had declared that it was, you know, all oh. full up. There were, yeah. So, <laughs> um, which is weird because, you know, I don't know how they gauge like how many people are allowed in that building, but I got to tell you, it just feels like there could be more. Like it didn't feel like, yeah at any time like you know especially on saturday when i was inside all the time and i heard from people that they were waiting you know sometimes 40 45 minutes to get in i was like i i don't know why because it doesn't feel like we're overflowing with people in here so that that's i don't know how they're arranging that count or whatever but yeah i don't see any way around that it seems like that's gonna have to be just dealt with something that you do uh, yeah but i just wish the volunteers would be a little more like on the inside of the Hyatt, maybe a little more res respective of people instead of just screaming at them. Yeah. You know, just put up, put up a sign. The, 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 the wait for this line is located to the east side of the Hyatt. Please go there. Most you know? of the volunteers I don't have a problem with, but there are some who actually feel like they're going through some power trips. I felt I don't like know if that's what it was. I just felt like it was frustration because 
people were walking up to this lob, this room that didn't have a line in front of it to wait for a panel. And then they just started screaming, go outside, your line's outside. You know, it's like, well, we're outside exactly. Okay, thank you. Um, not very helpful directions, <laughs> just saying. Right. So, you know, it, it led to some frustration. And, and then someone mentioned, well, if they would put it in the app, we would go there. And I was like, no, that's a brilliant idea. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good note. Just saying. I think that would help a lot and maybe help some of the screaming from the volunteers on that one because that can't be pleasant for them either. So, Highlights from you, Mary? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see. So most of mine were probably costume-related. Uh, I did a lot of costumes this year that entertained almost exclusively just me. Uh, and, and that's fun enough that's enough for me these days uh first one was uh talladega nights i got to cosplay ricky bobby which i'd been wanting to do for a long time uh and that was actually a blast people were pretty pumped about it so uh that was fun and then um a big group of friends and i uh made porg costumes from like from the Aww. little birds from the last jedi and uh we just got really drunk and ran around <laughs> and harassed every Luke Skywalker we could find. <laughs> I'm really sorry I missed that. I didn't see this. I see one of McDonald's. Like we knew that we thought we knew that we were gonna have a good time, but we didn't really expect like the number like the amount of pictures people would take and like they have how big of a kick other people would get out of it. I think we were a little a little overwhelmed and maybe caught off guard by that, but um, yeah. in a good way. I just want so, McDonald's to like have a crossover with Star Wars and serve pork nuggets. Oh. <laughs> want some no. pork nuggets, please. It, oh. it, with blue milk sauce, please. Uh, oh. well, a while back, um, Kelly Marie Tran made a pork costume, and so we were inspired by hers uh, and uh. kind of put our own spin on it. So. Yeah, I guess that, um, let's see, I'm sure there's something else that I'm forgetting. Uh, my lunch with Faber in the secret food court Ooh. was pretty exciting. Oh, it was. Secret yeah. Secret food court. Yeah, no, that, did we put that in tips videos? Have yeah. we ever done that? Good. Yes, we did. That, that's a good tip. In fact, I was walking behind people <laughs> going from the Marriott to the Hyatt and someone said, oh, there's the secret food court. I was like, yes. It's a yeah. thing. It's a thing, people. <laughs> of course. And we should have copyrighted the name. That's right. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I think, I think, I guess that's it. Uh, I didn't go to any panels this year. Um, oh, I did go to video gaming. That's drunk video gaming is always a, a freaking blast. So uh, highly recommend going to the video game room in the middle of the night. It's a good time. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess that's probably it. Sweet. That's pretty cool. Very cool. Um, any, um, and I forgot to ask you this, sorry, um, Darren, but any any celebrity sightings of note? Uh, celebrity sightings? No, actually, I did not even make it to the Walk of Fame this year. Nope. Uh, I rode an elevator with, uh, with, um, 
so famous. So and so memorable. <laughs> my, it was. It was extremely memorable, but my brain keeps wanting to say George Decay, and that's not right. <laughs> Walter Koenig? Uh, yes. Oh, my God. I'm a freaking idiot. Uh, <laughs> yes. I, yes. I, I do like Star Trek. I swear to God. It's, uh, it's I rode an elevator with Walter Koenig, and it was amazing. I didn't say anything to him, but I giggled internally. Aw. So. That's adorable. Yeah, it was. It was It was pretty Were you in your porgs when you were there? Because that would be even more adorable. Do what? Were you in your porg outfit? No, it was actually, we were actually on our way up to the, um, um, I was working at the time, so, um, no, I was just in my regular clothes. But when we were our Porgs, we did get some pictures with Borg cosplayers, so that was- Oh, yes, Borgs and Porgs. Favorite things that had ever happened Words to me. Words and forks. Oh, <laughs> that was a blast. Yeah. What about you guys? Celebrity sightings? Well, a lot of Peter Capaldi. Tons of Peter mm-hmm. Capaldi sightings. Well, especially because the green room was right across from where the American Classic Sci-Fi room was. So ah. you saw the different celebrities, and Capaldi was going in and out, and I think. Basically, I think Gary Mitchell's brain blew when they were doing the Planet of the Apes panel and Capaldi ran in because he saw it from the hall. And he, he ran away from his uh, whatever, his keeper, his handler. And the handler ran in and said, what are you doing in here? And Capaldi says, apes, there's apes in here. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> And, he must have been a handful. <laughs> oh, I heard he was having a blast well, and good. he was interacting with people. Um, I saw him a couple times, like heading over to the Walk of Fame and just walking up to people. Oh, what are you reading? What's what's this? Oh, this is interesting. And people like looking up and going, <gasps> you know, <laughs> and everything. And it's just awesome. And I know he made a couple appearances at some of the different like dances at night and some of the different things. And he didn't even try to disguise himself. He just was Capaldi. And so it was pretty awesome. Cause that I think he's amazeballs. Yeah. He's, he's a fanboy at heart. And, you know, I got to ride down an elevator with Felicia day. So that was pretty awesome. And what was his name? Uh, who was part of Firestorm? Uh, Victor Garber. Victor Garber. We got to ride down on another elevator with him. Now the Prime Minister of the Gays. Yay. (laughs) And, you know, he was really nice. And and so he said hi to us and everything. I didn't have enough whereabouts to break out my phone. Can you say I never listened to Earth Station 1, please? (laughs) (laughs) So, but, you know, it was okay. So, but yeah, it was, it was great. And, you know, it was, it was a great con this year. It was just a lot of fun. And actually for me, I actually had a lot of downtime, even though I had 14 panels, they were spaced out perfectly that I actually had like all a Saturday afternoon off. Nice. Mm -hmm. So I didn't go to any, you know, like of the huge panels, but I hung out with friends and got to, you know, see some people I hadn't seen in a while. So it was pretty cool. I didn't even make it to America's Mart. I had to hear how it was from Mike. <laughs> yep, I didn't see you there. 
Um, but uh, it was great, actually. Um, the move up to the fourth floor for uh, the uh, comic and pop artists was uh, phenomenal, actually. I think a, a few of us were worried. Um, and we were worried uh, for a lot of reasons. We were worried that this was the first year, you know, how would things run without Tom? And we're in this big space and nobody's going to come up because they're not going to know if there's a fourth floor, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, they well, that uh, the people that, that the, the people that wanted to know found out because it was it was full all the time. Um, and it was great having this sort of comic convention within a convention. Um, you know, we, we talk about how the different tracks allow for different you know, sub-conventions within Dragon Con, whether you have your own Star Trek convention, you have a Star Wars convention, you have a X-Files convention, you know, that kind of thing, like all within one umbrella. And I think a lot of us thought that, yeah, comics is there, but we never felt like it was an actual comic convention within uh, Dragon Con. Well, this year, having that whole floor to ourselves um and having the guests that we had um you know uh gail simone getting to talk to her again was great um getting to uh talk to a number of uh the other guests uh jill thompson uh francesco francovia they are all this was the first time this is, i was talking to jill thompson this is the first time she's been to dragon con since neil gaiman came and that was in that was my first year 1994 the first year that i went and uh um, the, so she hadn't been back since then, but she, she was so impressed. She's like, I love the vibe of this place. Um, she just was, uh, totally in love with it. And, um, I'm hoping that she comes back. Uh, so we, we had a lot of, uh, a lot of great turnout. I think, I think some people are still trying to make their way there. There was a lot of people that I talked to that said that they never got up to our floor or, saw the line and turned around didn't want to come didn't want to wait for that so obviously that's going to be a deterrent i don't i guess i don't know how you can uh, adjust for that but um hopefully you know as it continues they find uh, some ways to deal with it uh, control that a little bit better but um you know we had a great year sales wise so i appreciate everybody who, who came by and, and bought stuff i i certainly appreciate everybody who came by and bought uh uh, a copy of the new uh, Earth Station uh, One uh, Tales of the Station book. That was a lot of fun. Uh, having a lot of the writers and contributors were was amazing uh, to to be there as well. Um, the panels I only did four this year, but uh, they were a blast. Uh, the Friday night panel of the Council of Mikes was uh, uh, exactly everything that you want a panel in the American Sci-Fi Classics to be. It's just insanely fun. It was a lot of fun actually being with everyone, Mike's and Michelle's. Yeah, well, we only actually had one Michelle that showed up, but um, still, it was because uh, uh, my Michelle just decided to stay home. Um, so, uh, but uh, um, it, that was a lot of fun uh, hanging out because we mo- we know most of those guys, so it was just it was just uh, us being you know silly and s- stupid and fun. Um, and then the Tiki panel on, on Sunday was a blast. The Air Station Who panel was fun. Um, and then the Monday um, State of the Industry Comics panel was, was insightful and, and well attended. You know, I, I started, talking about, started talking about how Monday was so deserted. We did not, we overshot for um, the panelists on Monday, on Monday's panel because we thought half of them wouldn't show up. When we did the panel last year, only two artists showed up for that panel, even though we invited like six. 
So we decided to double down and 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 we invited seven and all of them showed up. So we had <laughs> nice. we had this huge panel of seven artists and everything and and uh and yeah. Now what? <laughs> I know. And only three people in the audience. No, just kidding. Uh no, we had a, a pretty good crowd in the audience as well. So um very exciting. I I um I don't I can't recall any specific celebrity sightings um outside of, you know, the Walk of Fame area or anything like that. Um I did meet um WWE superstar and uh, women's champion uh, Lita, so Amy Dumas, and that was cool. Um, I'd been wanting to do that for a while. And uh, for on behalf of my nephew, I uh, met uh, Tom Kenny, the uh, voice of SpongeBob, and uh, he was awesome. He was uh, he was just a, a. I wish I'd gotten to see his band. Did anybody get to see his band perform? I did see it on DragonCon TV. It was right. awesome. Yeah, I, I I definitely want to see if I can uh, check that out at some point because I do want to, his band sounds impressive and he was so fun and uh, even though my nephew couldn't be there he was so great uh, to 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 him um, so uh, on behalf of that I, I appreciate him so that was uh, that was awesome and just yeah walking around uh, seeing uh, the uh, different other celebrities was fun so um, but I had a, a great time I mean um, you know going into this year at DragonCon, I knew that there would be sort of a cloud overhead because, it, you know, again, it's the first time uh, in a while, you know, the first time we're doing this without Tom. But the it was nice that uh, to see the comics area thrive. And uh, even though he wasn't there in person, he was definitely there in spirit. I mean, his legacy is is definitely in good hands because uh, the, the comic and pop artist alley is is better than it's ever been. So um, uh, I, I can't wait to see what it's like uh, going forward. So I think it's in great hands. Uh, I think um, Jamie Reeves uh, was uh, in, mostly in charge of that. And uh, uh, it's a credit to him that uh, he was uh, able to accomplish a lot because I know he was close to Tom as well. So, uh, But enough about all, all, all of our seasoned uh, pros opinions of, of this uh, wonderful weekend. Um, it was my 25th, by the way. Have I announced that? My 25th in a row. That's awesome. Uh, so, um, and um, but I want to hear from you, Ashley. We wanted to invite you on the show because it was your first time ever. Yes. So I was very excited to finally get a chance to go. I think I've been doing stuff with ESO since probably like 2012. So it's been six years that I've heard about Dragon Con. You know, it's always been fun hearing you guys talk about it and. So I was like, yeah, I want to go someday. I want to go someday. And then finally, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm going to make plans to go. And I just had Was there anything specifically for this particular one that made you want to come this year? Or was it just like the timing is now? I think it was more just like the timing was now. And then um, I went to um, a con in uh, Kansas City, Planet Comic Con, which I kind of think of as my local con now. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so fun. It's like I have to go to Dragon Con. (laughs) So um, that kind of gave me the little push to go. And I'm so glad I went. It was really great. Um, I was glad I listened to Mike Faber's advice that you cannot do everything you think you can do. (laughs) Because before the con, as soon as that the schedule released, I wrote down everything I wanted to go to. I think at one point I had seven different panels I was interested in at the same hour slot. 
And so I, I cloning, bit, it's a thing. Caffeine. Yeah, I was you can do it. Bit, you can do it. I was a little I was a little bit ambitious, but um so I figured out pretty quickly like if you do that, you're just gonna go crazy. So sometimes what I literally did was I would look at my schedule and think, you know, what panel is going to be in the quietest hotel? What's going to be the easiest one to get to? Or what one is literally in the room next to where I'm in now? So I didn't end up going to as many celebrity panels as I thought I would, but I was actually okay with that because I heard a lot of really cool stuff and ended up just going to some fun stuff on a whim. So I think there really is something to be said with just kind of going with the flow at Dragon Con, you know, pick one or two big things you want to do and then just kind of go with it and see what happens. Um, I loved seeing the cosplay. That's, I didn't get to see any celebrities, but sometimes seeing the cosplayers is like seeing a celebrity. Like the costumes are so amazing. Like it looks like they just walked in off a movie set. So I had a great time doing that. And also probably one of the highlights for me was uh, Mary from Earth Station Who and I got to interview a couple different people for the podcast, and that was really cool. I had originally thought that we were just going to be in like a press conference and that we'd maybe get to ask like two or three questions, and then Timothy Zahn walks in and it's like it's just going to be us and him. So I was like, oh my gosh! But thankfully, I hope I carried myself with some dignity and didn't geek out too much. But that was really cool to be able to sit down and like interact with these people as a reporter and was just a really special experience, like something that like a memory that I will have forever. So definitely I, I could go on and on, but it was a really great experience. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad, you know, a lot of times uh, we, you, you know, we, we love it so much and we hype it up. We, we kind of forget that, Oh, was it going to actually live up to the hype? And uh, it's good to know that it does so you know, that it does. Yeah, it definitely did. And um, I think a part of that was too, just like, being flexible as well, being open to new things. And another one of my favorite parts was just like getting to meet all you guys. Like we've talked over Skype for six years, but it was so fun to actually be able to hang out in person. And I was actually feeling kind of sad, like as I walked out of the Marriott for the last time on Monday, I was like, oh man, I'm going to miss like hanging out in person with everybody. But it's cool now that we talk over Skype. It's like, oh, I remember that time we hung out in person. So, <laughs> just another, another reason for you to come back. That's all. Yes. So, um, I definitely, I'm definitely coming back. So, I will not be a stranger at Dragon Con. Awesome. Awesome. That is good to hear. Um, One speaking of us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to be bringing more people next time. It's like, it was a really great experience. So I'm going to see maybe who else I can rope into coming with me next time. Absolutely. Yeah. I am not do. getting all of you media badges, though. No. <laughs> Me and my 12 friends. They're all reporters, right? Well, we appreciate the, the quote-unquote work you, you did for us because uh, it was great. It was good to have you in, in, in Mary uh, represent us uh, in, the, um, in the media room. So we appreciate that. Yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed it. It was kind of cool getting to see it from both uh, just like a regular fan and then kind of as a media from that perspective was kind of cool to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, you mentioned cosplay, so that's a great segue for my next question. Of course, can't, uh, can't end this show without talking about all the great cosplay we saw. Um, starting with me, I was, I was hoping that, you know, I was really excited last year when I saw just two people dressed up as uh, characters from GLOW. But this year, oh my good, my cupeth overfloweth. My goodness, it was everywhere. 
Um, and I loved every one of them. I just, uh, I couldn't take enough pictures. Uh, they were everywhere and I wanted to stop and take pictures of everybody, but I couldn't. I was just so excited uh, uh, to see all the representations of GLOW. Um, I also, um, you know, other favorite shows of mine, Westworld was well represented. So I, I, I took tons of pictures of Westworld folks and um, I only saw a couple this year, but I got so excited when I saw some people dressed up from characters from The Good Place. Uh, those, uh, that is, yeah, that I just, I love it, you know, um, when I see people dressed up as, uh, you know, shows and, and things that I'm really enjoying. So um, I, I was really excited about that. And, and, but I think, I don't know if they won the convention as far as, you know, popularity, but man, there was a lot of glow. A lot of glow uh, represented. Anybody else to see any um, uh, costumes of note? Oh, plenty. Uh, the people who were dressed up as Kiss, but they were also dressed for, as French people, so they were French kisses. <laughs> oh. uh, there was just, it, there was tons, and t- there's this one guy who was there who was dressed as Thanos. And it looked like it was right out of the movie. It was just amazing. And yeah, I think he, I saw him. Yeah, there's there's plenty of people posing with him, and it was it was pretty awesome. Uh, I also saw some. There was a lot of Incredibles, and a lot of people were just actually as Edmund Mole. It was pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. and and then um, there was one guy who was dressed as Judge Doom. And from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yes, he was awesome. Yeah, he was spot on. And he even had the shoe with him. And then the shoe was squeaking. And in certain times of the day, he actually had the dip with him, too. And he would would lower the shoe into the dip. It was awesome. (laughs) It was really well done. Oh, my God. Did y'all watch The Masquerade? Yes. That monolith, though. Yes. (laughs) I lost it. We always watch it in our room and like eat pizza and just chill. Mm -hmm. I lost it. We just laughed so hard. Like, what an incredible idea. Mm -hmm. Minimal effort, maximum lols. (laughs) Final one from 2001. Is that what it was? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. I I didn't see that. You didn't see it? Oh my God. It was just a guy with like some PVC pipe. And a black sheet strung <laughs> over it in the, <laughs> the monolith. And the entire Boy, skit dude. was just the song and him standing there. That's fantastic. <laughs> it was so funny. That's that is cool. awesome. No, yeah, um, same thing and then have someone in a Planet of the Apes get up with a bone just cross the stage at the last minute. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Uh, there were also some great new vehicles in the parade. The like the sand crawler from the Star sand Wars. Sand crawler really cool. blew me away. That was so impressive. <laughs> Sorry, I got excited to see that sand I crawler. I mean, really it looks legit. <laughs> no, it was awesome. Excellent. Yeah. It looked legit. No, another one that I really loved, a uh, friend of the show, John Strangeway, actually was part of Robin Hood Men in Tights. They were oh, the Merry Men. Oh, that was men. great. There were a lot of Merry Men. Yes. 
they were definitely very merry. There was a herd of robins. So. Yes. <laughs> so it was pretty awesome. And not not Batman's robins. So. Yes. And I would say as a Dragon Con newbie, something that I found kind of funny. I'm still not sure I totally understand the whole thing, but as I understand it, there's like a Marriott carpet motif. And it was just really <laughs> funny to see like how it was applied in different ways. Like I think I saw a like carpet stormtrooper Deadpool. It was just so funny to see um all like the pattern showing up on weird costumes. So I I looked up a little bit about it later. It's like what what is up with all this weird that? pattern on everything? Yeah. So I got a kick out of that. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I mean, legit, like um, people have really doubled down on the carpet because uh, you, you, totally you, you cannot get away with it. It's almost to the point where I'm like, okay, really? Like, like, but you know, they, people enjoy it so much. Like I'm not, I'm going to take that away from them, but man, you just see it everywhere. But, but um, in their defense, the new carpet kind of sucks. Oh, absolutely! It does. I mean, yes, yes. Stripes. Nobody, nobody's gonna cosplay as that <laughs> in ten years. No, one, no one's gonna walk like a a crappy, literally Doppler radar feed <laughs> costume because that, that's but, just not pretty. But one of the first cosplays I saw uh, when I got there on Thursday was uh, Marriott Carpet Deadpool, and uh, so <laughs> uh, and so um, uh, I, I, I I I I grabbed a picture of him, and uh, people should be able to check that out because I think it's going to be the cover art for this episode but uh um but yeah so um yeah i mean that's a sort of <laughs> yeah i i appreciate the marriott carpet deadpool because it's like two a combination of two like oversaturated costumes at dragon Con. <laughs> <laughs> i remember you know, a group I, of deadpools I, is called a murder of I was deadpools. Just, just waiting to see a marriott carpet harley you know i'm sure there was one somewhere oh, oh there God. was sure. there was yeah there had to have been yep yeah. and she even had a dragon con uh sledgehammer so it was perfect <laughs> <laughs> oh lordy the carpet will never jump the shark yeah, I'm sure the maker of the carpet's going, wow, we're, we're, how are we getting all these orders for swatches? Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, the joke in the old days was if you get drunk in the Marriott, don't look down because you'll look at the carpet. Yeah. And it'll it'll make you go like, because it it's an interesting pattern, but it's really kaleidoscopic. And you need something that's going to keep you balanced. And that carpet was not it. So. It did kind of make you dizzy. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> so... Like just keep looking forward. Do not look down. And it's ugly too. Like listen, oh, we can all hate on the new carpet, but that old carpet was also ugly. Oh yeah. We just yeah. liked it because nerds don't like change. <laughs> You're no Mary is not wrong. Hello. No. Yeah. Absolutely true. I remember the first time I went to Dragon Con and I saw that carpet, I was like, Ew. What? <laughs> I'm paying how much for this hotel? <laughs> right, exactly. There is something unique about hotel carpets in general, though. I mean, whenever you stay at a hotel, it seems like the carpets are are kind of wacky. But that one in particular <laughs> it's was... It's almost as if they go to, like, the big stores somewhere out in the boonies and say, what's on sale? Exactly. Yep. They, go up to, they go up to Dalton. Not <laughs> even like, Dalton. Dalton's quality carpet. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm sorry. They get on Fiverr and say, create me a carpet pattern. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Expand <laughs> it to a thousand square feet, please. Cut out the hole this big. What is the Meanwhile, worst carpet you can get for us? Yeah. <laughs> we'll Meanwhile, take it. I, 
I do have a bone to pick while we're talking about hotels, but this is this is a, a Hyatt bone to pick. You would think with the amount of money that we pay a night to stay in these hotels that are some of the nicest hotels in Atlanta, we yep. could get to fly toilet paper. That's all I'm saying. Girl, you're right. That's wow. Like, have that's you ever been ridiculous. to a friend's house and, like, you know they have money. Everything yeah. in their house is nice. And then they have the cheapest toilet paper. I just don't get it. Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna cut somewhere, why that? Like, come on. You might mm-hmm. have been saying double the amount anyway. Mm-hmm. So come on. Many, many years ago, my dad was staying with us, and I think we picked up some cheapy toilet paper just by accident. My dad came oh. out of the bathroom and said, Son, I know you're making a good living. Couldn't you afford a little bit better toilet paper? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Exactly, like Dad. With how much money we're paying per night, it's not too much asking for two ply. I'm sorry, it's just not. Yes, just these, isn't. This, just these the are the kind of insightful observations that we are known for, and why we have the listenership that we do on the Dragon Con Report. Okay, so when you're <laughs> hung over and you've been in the bathroom a long time, <laughs> you you notice these things. <laughs> No, I get it. I always wonder. I always wonder why the bathroom usually doesn't have a fan. Yeah, that, why I always have to bring the, the the bottle of industrial Febreze. I'm like nine times out of ten, you're sharing a room with someone. You need a fan. You need a fan and uh, air conditioning, room deodorizer, big time. Exactly. Especially by Saturday, because all that mall food. Hello. <laughs> Absolutely. It's just not pretty. It's not pretty. That's why you don't go to the bathroom down the basement of the Hyatt. I call it the bowels of the Hyatt for a reason. (laughs) Everyone goes down there because they don't want to stink up their own room. Oh, I I know many friends who have scoped out where the best bathrooms are at Dragon Con. And maybe that's an episode we should we should really investigate. <laughs> 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 oh, that's a secret we need to keep. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. We don't want to we look what happened to the secret food court, right? I know, right. Thanks, Faber. <laughs> hey. Meanwhile, if you don't poop by Sunday of Dragon Con, you may have a problem. So oh, there's that. Just saying. Yes. <laughs> All right. So. On a tangent sufficiently now. Want to talk about bit. Deadpool again? We can do that. I think uh, I think we're going to have to get ready to hear from our, our other folks that are joining us. So, but uh, so this is a perfect way to wrap up uh, this segment. Uh, but I am so glad. Mike's that, done uh, with us. I know, right? No, 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 no. Not me. Not me. Like if it was up to me, like we could just keep going on. But this show. Unfortunately, it's a certain time limit, so um, <laughs> I'm all in. Um, uh, but uh, anyway, so I'm I'm really glad that uh, everybody had a great, a great convention experience. Uh, I fear that there's going to be one year where somebody you know comes back and says, "Oh man, that was that was crappy." I mean, we've we've kind of lost some guest hosts uh, because of similar things. So, uh, but uh, um, hopefully that uh, you know. The years to come, 2019, we'll do it again. And uh, everything looks like it's going to be just as big and as bold and as awesome as as ever for 2019. Everything's coming up Millhouse, baby. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we will now hear from uh, Michelle on her experience at Dragon Con. 
And now we're here with our friend Michelle Biddick Simmons from Drop by Dragon Con. And did you survive by Dragon Con or did you drop right after? Oh, no, I dropped during Dragon Con. I actually got heat stroke, which is why most people didn't see me. Oh. I missed so many meetups. Paul basically had to keep bringing me Pedialyte and water. And I finally, I think it was two days um, after the parade, like, like I got back up and going on Sunday, but had to keep going back to the room and resting whenever I could. It was really rough. It was because it was so hot and humid, and usually I'm really good at keeping hydrated, but I had the chills during the parade. And I knew, I was like, oh, no, no, no. And at the end of the parade, I looked upon, I said, we have to get to the room right now. So I didn't get to see a lot of the people I wanted to see. It was really rough. Well, what happened? Did you, you know, Atlanta's well, always hot and humid, so well, it no, shouldn't have been a thing. surprise. If you have, if you've ever had people never get told this by their doctor, and I don't get why not. If you have ever had heat exhaustion or heat stroke, it makes it much easier for you to get. And I had been drinking my water. I had been doing all that, but I had not been replacing my salt. I hadn't been doing um, the Pedialyte from the start or making sure that when I, I don't do a lot of salt. And so you basically, my muscles felt like someone had been beating on me and it's happened before. And it's actually because, um, you know, sodium, sodium, potassium, calcium, certain things you need your muscles um, to have and particularly sodium and calcium in order for your muscles to work. And um, it was bad. It was really bad. And poor Paul, I mean, he went and he got me stuff and lined it up. This is the second time this has happened at a Dragon Con. And it was basically from the same stupid thing that I wasn't making sure before we got there that I was up on this. And so we got done with the parade. My, you know, I'm in that big pink ball gown. I took my wig off. My wig was soaking wet. My hair was soaking wet. Um, we got to the room. I got in the shower right away. I started trying to rehydrate right away. But I just got myself to the point where it took me at least a day plus to get back to, to being somewhat normal. And everybody, we let people know that I wasn't going to make meetups. Um, everybody was really nice about it. Thursday night, I got to make the meetup. That was great. So we had the drop-by meetup. It was smaller than it normally is because we had a second one planned. But it was so nice to be able to just sit and talk with people. Um, and that was probably my, probably one of the two very favorite things. Um, and the puppetry slam. That, if I had not made the puppetry slam, I would have been so upset. But it was, it was, it's always wonderful. I've never, well, I've had one bad puppetry slam, but it was because I didn't feel well. The, the speakers were off. Um, we were over in a really bad location. They had not planned the room well. And with puppetry stuff, you need to be, everybody needs to be in a straight line kind of. And they had decided that, oh, if we just put screens up, um, that'll work. And that's not, because puppets, you need to see them to be able to, um, to see the, the magic. And this one, the magic was, it was wonderful. But I, I think I told you last year, they had convinced me friends to finally get the disability thing because I have um, I have I have two things but one we'll just talk about I have very severe panic attack disorder most of the time I have no problem but 
you're gonna laugh about this one. So I got stuck in an elevator when I was really little and I lived in Thailand and I was in the elevator for 18 hours um, in, a, in a British elevator in the dark and no one had come home. My dog sat outside the elevator the entire time. And since then I'm okay with the glass elevators. Other elevators I get a little tense with, but for me, if I'm sitting in a big crowd of people and I can't get out, if it hits me, oh, it's bad. Um, and usually I'm fine about it, but I have found Dragon Con is one of my triggers certain certain times. And so I finally went and I got my disability pass. I've only used it like four, maybe five times. And um, it, it helps so much. And those people at the disability services are so gracious and kind and um, really, if you have something that you need to deal with like that, they are really fabulous about it. Well, that's a good question. What do you get from being with disability services? I'm just curious. We've so never really asked. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get you know, access I, you to certain to explain. things? No, 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 no. Well, let me explain how it works. Um, for me, I just, you don't, they don't, they're not legally allowed to ask you stuff, but you have to kind of tell them what you need. And my thing is, Put me on an end. If I can be on the end, and usually at Dragon Con, I've never had a problem. I'll just tell people, would you please let me sit on the end? Because if I don't sit on the end, if something happens and I can't get out of here, um, I will start having a panic attack. And, and it, it's only happened twice. And I think I'm kind of the reason that they changed a policy, that Dragon Con changed a policy, because I explained the law to somebody who told me that if I left um, the masquerade, I would not be allowed back in. And I explained to him, that if I did not leave the masquerade, um, there would be hell to pay. And I pointed to the front and said, you see those gentlemen right there? I can guarantee you they have congestive heart failure. And I said, you have at least seven pregnant women. And I said, if you tell them what you just told me, you are guaranteed to be sued. And he was like, okay, go ahead and go. And so by the time I got back, they had the stamps and the flashlight. Uh, this is like... 17, 16 years ago. And we're checking, like, if you had to go to the bathroom, they would stamp you into the flashlight. But I think I'm kind of the reason that they changed that because I, you don't do that to human beings. Everybody no, not at all. Someone has to get up and leave. They need to get up and leave. Um, but yeah, you go and you don't really, you don't have to tell them legally what the issue is, but you just need to tell them what you need. And they really just want to know what they can do for you. And so, when I, when I used this, I've used it twice for the puppetry slam, and once when my back was so bad because I have, because of the car accident, I have an issue. And um, I was like, I can't stand anymore. And they are so nice about it. You go over and you can sit in their, their seats if you need to, and you have a plus one that can come with you. Um, you're not allowed to hold seats, which I wouldn't do anyway because that's just not fair to anybody. Um, but you get a sticker that denotes what you need. If you're, if you're hearing impaired, you need to be able to see the person signing, have vision issues and need to be close up, that's all covered. If you need, if you have a wheelchair, if you need to be seated because of back issues or neurological issues, they get you in right away. And the guy that does the puppetry track is fabulous. He tells you where he wants you to go. He makes sure that he gets everybody lined up the way he needs them done. And you get taken care of. And I, last year I had, um, where he seated me last year was good, except someone came in and was really huge in front of me, like tall. 
and I'm short and I, I ended up having to lean out because I'm slightly hearing impaired. So um, I need to be able to see things. Um, yeah, I'm just telling you all this stuff. I'm a military brat. So too many years in airplanes when I had ear infections. So at times I will just like concentrate so I can see stuff. But this year it was, it was perfect. It was, and it was such a beautiful, oh, it was so well done. That's awesome. It is interesting when you see because, you know, so many people who you don't expect have issues and I'm glad you were able to, you know, get in touch with that and be able to take advantage of it. I think that everybody just needs to be aware that one and like if you look at a group of five people, I can almost guarantee that two or three people and one in five will have some sort of health um, issue. And most people don't ever talk about it. You don't know what it's going to be. But um, I'm very happy that people are finally like, I finally gave in. Well, uh, I'm glad about that because I know someone personal to me is almost embarrassed to be able to do something like that, even though she needs it. I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed. And finally, my friends, I have a couple of friends with MS and and other issues and they were like michelle just damn it do it and um because i was like you know eh, and they're like we see you standing there (laughs) because i'll be in line and i'll be belly dancing like i'll be shimmying and stuff and why am i doing that to actually put my vertebrae back in place and i i've gone and i finally told people now that i'm like did you get your sticker and they're like no and i'm like you need to people i don't know i'll go up and say have you gone to disability services and told them you need to stick no, I'm like, do it because you cannot stand in this line. I'm watching you. And they're like, oh, and you know, I have this wrong. I'm like, just go talk to them because, you know, that's what they're there for. And it does make, I mean, I don't use it every time. Most of the time when we go to panels, I don't use it. But when I can't take it anymore, I will use it. No, I totally understand that. For people who don't know, where can they go for the handicap services and disability um, services. Basically, as soon as you come out of getting your um, your DragonCon badge, it's almost always um, in the bottom of the Sheraton to your left. So when you come out from getting your badge, if you you know pre-reg, etc., look to your left, over in the far corner, um, and they they you go over, you get a, a number. You um, get in line, they'll have like, if you already paid for your pass, because some of them will go over, what they do is they go and get your badge for you if you are, um, it's like different things, like I pre-reg, so they just put a sticker on me, the ones that they can just go and get their badge where it's actually built into their badge for them, they do that as well. But it's worth doing, it's so funny that this is what it's become, that I'm talking about this for DragonCon. But um, it it did this particular year actually make my life a hell of a lot easier because I barely made any panels. And the ones I did, I was like, I'm going to go ahead and just use it because I was already in such a situation where my muscles were just fried. And it just made, I mean, I was freezing in every single panel. And that's when my sodium is so low. And I know that that's happening. And I... I'm going to bring a jacket to Dragon Con again. I, it's so weird. It's like I'm freezing to death while sitting in a panel. I'm like, okay. No, understandable. <laughs> totally understandable. So before we get out of here, what was your biggest highlight? 
what was my biggest highlight? Other than the puppetry track, which I, I have to say I love puppetry slam is exquisite. Um, actually, some of the pieces of artwork that I, I was able to buy this year and talking to the artists because I barely made it into the dealer's area. And I, I, we go and we buy artwork every year, but this year there were just a few pieces that really grabbed um, but you know what, just getting to talk to the people that I love, because I did get to spend more time just sitting and talking to people and hearing great stories. And, um, you know, I'll tell you one, one of my friends um, who's a, a, a drop buyer, actually, we have several people that are transitioning. And um, it was so nice to be able to see them being who they are. And in a group of people that there are, you know, thousands of people and they're glowing because they're crying because who they are. It was wonderful to see that. That is awesome. So I guess this is farewell for right now, but do you want to give any messages or how to find Drop by Dragon Con? You can find us on Facebook. It's the group, not the page. Um, answer the questions and I'll get you vetted as fast as possible. We're actually starting a 100-day challenge that ends on January 2nd. It started um, on the 24th of September, and we're breaking it into three 100-day challenges. For each week, you post what you want to get done that week, and then at the end of the week, you post how you did. Um, everything's baby steps. We're really we're trying to start off on the best foot this year so that next year, A, I can go out and do stuff because, damn it, this was horrid for me. Um, but B, everybody feels better about themselves. And I think having the first day be January 2nd, you know, the end of the first 100 days, is, is kind of exquisite because it gets you into the new year um, already having reached several goals, even if they're small goals. The small goals get you there faster. That is awesome. Well, Michelle, I hope you have a great winter and we will see you in 2019. Okay. Love both of you. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Ciao, baby. And now it's time for our final look at hotels for this year with Eternal Zan. Hey, Zan, how was your con? It was excellent. Was it, you know, everything you expected it to be or was it, you know, just a typical Dragon Con, everything going on all the time. Yeah, it was a typical Dragon Con. You know, you make alternate plans. Some things work out. Some things don't. Maybe you have, like, one more rum bucket that you had than you had planned. You know, so, yeah, typical Dragon Con. Oh, yeah, exactly. So that's cool. I'm glad you had a great time. So I know the big reason we have you up here is... You're our hotel guru, so what's going on, especially with the Hunger Games about to hit? Well, with the Hunger Games, the Marriott is the is one of the ones that people refer to as having Hunger Games, and the official booking day for that has not been announced yet. In the past, it's been in early October, and you check the host hotels page on the Dragon Con website for more news about that. So for right now, just keep hitting refresh on that page because they should because that page right now for the Marriott and for some other hotels still has 2018 booking information. So you just have to stay current on that so you can get the 2019 booking information. 
And then I have some notes on the other host hotels, because generally you'll get more news about the overflows after the Marriott books. So do you want me to just go down the list or is there a particular one you'd like me to start with? Why not start with what's been going on with the Sheraton? Because I know they've been having a lot of issues and a lot of people are up in arms, especially the legacies. Oh, yeah, that was a disaster. Um, okay, so what happened is they opened reservation, the Sheraton host hotel opened reservations four days ahead before they'd previously announced. So at first they said, they, the Sheraton had said they were going to stop all legacy reservations, which of course legacy people weren't happy about. And then everyone would have to book on September 17th. I mean, in person at the Sheraton at, during the convention, they were handing out a flyer with a code word to anyone who asked at the front desk. They didn't like check to see if you were staying there or anything. So the code word was widely distributed online, which legacy people understandably weren't happy about. But at the time, the Sheraton had said there wouldn't be any legacy anymore. So it legitimately seemed like the code word was supposed to be for the Dragon Con rate, not just for legacy people. And people new to booking Dragon Con hotels, there often is a code that you need to enter if you're booking on the website or a link. And that code is just for people to get the Dragon Con rate. It doesn't have anything to do with legacy. But then on September 14th, so four days early, they sent an email to everybody who stayed there this year and announced they'd be opening reservations for 2019 in one minute. So they sent an email at like 8.59 in the morning and said, hey, reservations open at nine. And of course, a lot of people are at work then. So yeah, the Sheraton was just a big old mess this year for many reasons. And just like previous years, they took 100% of the full amount up front and it's all non-refundable. You're so, kidding, wow. Yeah, so if you wanted a Sheraton room at the Dragon Con rate and you didn't happen to be checking your email or like the Dragon Con room's Facebook group or I'm sure lots of other Facebook groups, you could have just easily missed getting a room. Oh, I could totally understand that. And I knew a few people who were staying at the Sheraton for the last couple of years. And they're like, no more. Uh-uh, that's it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people feel that way. And I can't, I can't blame them. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the Westin went on sale two days after the convention ended. And they're all sold out. And they have a history of releasing more rooms throughout the year. So keep an eye out for that. But I think they only take a two-night deposit. The good thing about the Westin this year is they went on sale on Wednesday. And in the past couple of years, they've gone on sale on Tuesday. So, you know, for a lot of people, they're still, they're flying or driving back home on Tuesday. So it really wasn't a convenient date for a lot of Westin people to get a room because they just couldn't be online at that time. So I think it was nice that for the West End, they released it on Wednesday. So people had a chance to get home and get some sleep before they just had to book a room right away. Um, the Hilton, they've booked all their legacy rooms already. They're the, you know, they sent out in information to the people already staying there on what they needed to do. And you had, you could go in person at the convention and fill out a form and, give them your credit card information. So the unofficial word is that they may release more rooms in January, but we don't know if they'll be at the convention rate and there's really no official news on that. So we just kind of have to keep an 
ear open to see what else happens with the Hilton throughout the year. Um, and for the Hyatt legacy, that's pretty important. Monday, October 1st is the deadline to update your credit card on file for the deposit they'll be taking out on October 2nd. So if you have a Hyatt legacy room or your roommate does, make sure they, that they know to make sure your card is valid and the expiration date has not passed. Or, you know, maybe if you got mailed a new chip card or something and you need to replace the card on file. Because, and this is true for all the hotels with deposits. If your deposit doesn't come out successfully when they try to charge it, then your room will be just canceled with no advance warning. So in the case of the Hyatt, if you're not already a Hyatt Rewards member, it's free to join. And you can save up to three credit cards in your profile in your Hyatt account. And that way, you know, at least you've got some backup cards on file if your primary one fails, which, you know, you should still update your primary one because, you know, it's not, I don't know for sure that if the primary one fails, they automatically try to charge the backup ones. I just know that, you know, hey, that's an option. So if it were me, I'd take it. I'd be like, yes, I want to put these backup cards on file just in case. No, it totally makes sense. And, you know, better to protect yourself. Yeah. So for people that, you know, just don't have anything yet, um, a, a good tip I have for you is if you don't already have a room, deposit deadlines, which mostly apply to the host hotels, they're a good chance to start checking the hotel website for new availability because canceled rooms may become available at the full rate, which can be double the discounted Dragon Con rate. So they're more expensive, but rooms at a full rate, you can pay for them with hotel rewards points if you have enough saved up. And sometimes there are sales where you can buy hotel rewards points. So it's a, it's a way to get a room. And a good thing about rooms that are not at the Dragon Con rate is they generally have more generous cancellation policies. So you could book a room with points, pay no deposit, and have the ability to cancel it later if a better opportunity came up. No, totally understand that. And it's better, like you, you said, to protect yourself and also, you know, look at all the fine print. And especially with Dragon Con, you know, rates and such, there are little loopholes which you're going to have to jump through and such to make sure you get it. Yeah, yeah. Always read all the fine print. And, you know, when it says, like, click here for deposit policy, click here for cancellation policy, definitely, if that information has not already been posted on the DragonCon website, and honestly, even if it has, you know, check during the actual booking process to make sure that the information that you've already been given is correct and that it's what you expected. And if it's not, make sure it's something that you're comfortable with if there has been a change. Exactly. So better safe than sorry, folks. Yep. And it's better safe than, you know, make sure you're all prepared now instead of waiting for, you know, like Zan said, if your credit card for some reason has, say, a March expiration date of 2019 or, you know, you have other big purchases coming up, you know, make sure you're going to be fully stocked and fully credit card ready. 
Yeah. And you can ask your roommates to contribute too, you know, especially like if you're staying at the Sheraton and they take a hundred percent in advance, you can contact your roommates and say, Hey, I'm going to try and get a Sheraton room or this deposit's going to come out of my account. Can you front me, you know, your portion of the deposit or your portion of the room so that you don't have to cover it all yourself. Exactly. So better safe than sorry. Yep. So very cool. All right. Any other last tidbits before we head out for the year, Sam? Um, I think we've pretty much covered it. You know, as always, if you have questions about hotel rooms, the I recommend the Facebook group called Dragon Con Rooms. And if you want to contact me directly, you can go to the contact form at www.dragonconeternalmembers.com. Of course, there's a lot of information about the Eternal Membership on that page, which, oh, yeah, the Eternal Membership, it's $3,000 now. There was a price jump. Not really a surprise. It had been four years since they jumped up the price. So, you know, there, that's the news on that. Um, and if you've ever been a volunteer or you're thinking about it, there's an unofficial fan group for that called Dragon Con Volunteers. So nope. that's all the unofficial stuff I've got. Do you have anything? Nope. I think, you know, basically, folks, check out the hotels group on Facebook. It is well worth your time. It'll give you the exact dates of when things will be going through. And then a lot of people will be bragging, hey, I got a room. I got a room. And then you know who to mug and everything. So it's okay. <laughs> well, of course, we don't recommend that. But yeah, no, um, no. yeah, especially when things are happening live, I agree. That's where it's very helpful. So, for example, when the Westin bookings were happening, there, there was a huge thread with everybody helping each other that morning. Exactly. Pretty awesome, folks. Definitely check it out. Well, thank you, Zan. We appreciate it. And we'll see you next year. See you next year. And now joining us, another person I didn't get to see this year at Dragon Con we have with us. But, you know, we know that uh, we can't see everybody. And actually, you know, in the 25 years, I've only seen him once. So, um, and that was really brief, but uh, maybe that's on purpose. Um, Kevin Batchelder joins us on the station. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. I think we're going to literally have to plan something, Mike, aren't we? I think I think it's going to have to come down to that, yeah. Yeah, because if it's um, not on the schedule, it's not happening. Exactly, and even then, yeah. Um, but how was your Dragon Con? Have you oh. recovered? Well, no, I caught myself the con crud this year, so I... Um, oh, no. Yeah, that's rare. I usually am able to avoid it, but this year I didn't, so it's... Both mentally and physically, it's been a bummer, because, yeah, I had a great time again. All those newbies. No, yeah. Sure. <laughs> and there were a lot of them i gotta tell you yeah i heard that it was pretty amazing um that there was a huge um group of people before you even opened the doors so to speak yeah yeah we i, I usually go up to the room that we have uh the con has assigned us the uh, marriott over at a601 great room to be able to do our thing from so i usually get up there a couple hours ahead of time just to you know check to make sure the room is set up the chairs the mics not that the con doesn't always cover it, but, you know, kind of my thing to make sure our stuff's ready to go. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah, 90 minutes before our event was scheduled to start, there was already a bunch of people waiting to get in and, and go on the tours. It was insane how crazy it was. Now, did you, um, I mean, did, was were you able to handle the crowd? I mean, do you, do you ever get to a point where you had to turn people away? No, we never so far have had to turn anyone away, but, but good folks like Mike 
uh, the folks who are the tour guides are the ones who end up paying the price because they, you know, barely go out from a tour, come back, and rather than getting a few minutes to sit and wait, we, we've got to push them out pretty fast. So it's it's quite the challenge. And, you guys uh, were slave drivers, I'm telling you. <laughs> how many had to how many people? How many tour guides do you have? Because each tour takes about like a little over half an hour or so, right? Oh, contrary, uh, we're almost an hour. Okay. The tour. Yeah, gotcha. and especially one of the things we noticed this year, too, and I suspect many other attendees did as well, it, things were so much busier earlier on Thursday that it makes doing the tours harder. That's part of the reason why we started doing the tours on Thursday, because that used <laughs> to be when things were quiet, and we might have to reevaluate our starting time next year because, it, it, as Mike pointed out, with so many other people around, it takes even longer to do the tours, which makes it harder to come back and do even more of them, so... But it was a good thing. I mean, yeah, we had, again, hundreds of folks uh, show up over the course of the, you know, officially the two and a half hours that we were doing the tours. But, yeah, we had folks all the way there right up till we finished uh, around five o'clock. And, again, big thanks to folks like Mike and all the other tour guides because they, the, they were the real heroes that day going out and doing all these tours. Yeah. The big problem yeah, with Mike, it. You're a hero. I'm a hero. Wow. <laughs> now, actually, truthfully, the the big problem, like Kevin had said, was it was almost too crowded uh, with how many people were walking around the con already and hanging out or people were drinking already. And, you know, just trying to get the tours through the crowds was tough. Yeah, I yeah. saw I saw you, Mike, uh, at one point uh, trying to navigate a crowd, a crowd of folks through the um, the food court. Exactly. And, and it that, was just like, that wasn't easy. Cause I was like, how can he tell? Like how many, like you could easily lose somebody that way. Oh, we did. You know, I'm sure we did. <laughs> I'd almost guarantee it. We, cause it's not just myself who's do the tour guide, but we also have a handler who's at the back of the group trying to keep everyone huddled in and trying to keep them fairly close so they can hear what we're talking about also. And that even was tough in some of the hotel spots having to really yell over the crowds. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, that's one of the things we do every year. We have to evaluate how things went, and I think with con growing quite a bit, we might have to shift when we do the tours just to make it easier for the guides and more valuable for the people who go on the tours too. It is amazing. I mean, I saw pictures of the Marriott and some of the other hotels and areas on Wednesday night, and it was insane. Um, Yeah, it does seem like it's starting earlier, and with the with it officially starting on Thursday with a lot of programming now. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah, yeah, so it was, but the, the newbie stuff went great. We do the usual uh, Q&A sessions, too, one later on Thursday after the tours, and then one first thing Friday morning, and those are both well attended. They're just open Q&As, so mm. it's always good to be able to get some info there. So, yep, newbie stuff was fun and challenging, as always. Well, uh, what else uh, What else were some of your highlights? I know that, uh, you know, big Lost Girl fan, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that had to be, I mean, almost it seemed like almost the entire cast was there. They were. You had nine members of the cast. That you know might even be a record for Dragon Con in terms of the number of people from the same show. So, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, also, Carol Malcolm, who runs the Urban Fantasy track, is a good friend. And because her schedule was so busy with many other things, she needed a track rep to kind of be the backstage person to be there at a couple of panels. So uh, she was kind enough to let me do that. So I got to be backstage with the cast, too. Um, at their panel so that made for a very special experience too so that was pretty pretty fun absolutely yeah that's yeah. great 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 
good for you, man. Yeah. Yeah. I also had the chance this year, too, to moderate a cast panel for the Killjoys guests. Uh, this year, the con had Aaron Ashmore and Tamsin McDonough. So they did uh, a panel on Sunday, and Kelly from the American Sci-Fi and Fantasy Track uh, gave me that uh, honor to moderate their panel. So that was a lot of fun. That was a full room over in the uh, Hilton, too. I was going to say, that's one of the bigger rooms, right? Not just a panel room. Uh, oh, yeah. No, it was, I think, a thousand. Ballpark a thousand folks were in on that one. Yeah. Do you, does it does it does it get to do you get the butterflies a little bit? I it now having done you know several wine on earth cast panels at Dragon Con and other cons it, it becomes a little more, um, I won't say as many butterflies but I still get that excitement it's still my love yeah. of con and these shows so yeah there's that little bit of that excitement and uh, it also is interesting too at the Killjoys one as as you folks know and many of you have been to con for a few years oftentimes one of the great things about Dragon Con panels with guests is that. 90% of the time, it's questions from the audience. So yes. as a moderator, you're, you're kind of kicking things off and kind of keeping things going, but you don't have to do many of the questions. But the Killjoys fans were a little on the quiet side. So about <laughs> halfway through the panel, there was no one else in line to ask a question. So <laughs> I had to go back to a few that I had prepped with, and then they had a second wave. I guess what we were talking about encouraged a few more fans to get in line. So, But for a little while there, it was like, wow, this is new. I guess I better get what I'm getting paid for here and come up with some discussion topics. Yeah. I've, uh, I've actually been on in a similar situation where, you know, the, the, the celebrity guest, you would think everybody, you know, would want to just keep asking questions until, until it was beyond time to go. But sometimes it just, it just dies and you're like, um, okay. <laughs> so, but I mean, yeah, that's why, that's why you do your research a little bit. And it's good to have, like yourself, um, you know, fans of those shows uh, be moderators. Not not to fan out, not to geek out, you know, during the entire panel, because Lord knows I've seen that happen, too. But, um, you know, just so that they're knowledgeable and they actually have questions that, uh, you know, that are, are relevant, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, and that's what kind of happened. A couple of things that came up that they were talking about. I was able to make the mental note of going a little further on those topics since I knew the yeah. show. So you're absolutely right. It, it it made it a lot of fun. Any other uh, highlights as far as uh, panels for you? Well, I also, as I've done the past couple of years, was uh, the moderator for the Winona Earp fan panel. Sure. Which is always a great uh, honor, too. Carol asked me to do that as well. So that was fun there. And speaking on several panels, as I, you know, that's my bread and butter, things like the Magicians and Buffy and iZombie and also, the Killjoys fan panel just made for a ton of fun. It is, uh, I mean, fan panels. I mean, it's nice to do the celebrity panels, but the fan panels are, um, you know, a, so quite a unique experience. I think at Dragon Con more than any of the other shows, uh, any other cons, really, uh, simply because I, I think other cons have fan panels to be sure, but. You know, Dragon Con has kind of got to the point where fan panels, and I think we've talked about this before, are really well done. I mean, they're really interactive with the fans, and uh, they're not just... Uh, I can remember times when they were kind of dry and not very interesting, but I think they are, they've they've kind of moved way past that, and that they're... Uh, I've, I hear a lot of people talk about fan panels being, like, better than celebrity panels. Yeah, that's... I mean, that's the stuff that I, every year, look forward to the most. Not that these guests aren't wonderful, but as we talked, I think, in some previous podcasts... It's really that chance to interact with other fans that I look forward to. We also had yeah. a nice surprise at the at the uh, Killjoys fan panel. Actually, about oh, probably halfway through, 
Tamsin McDonough, who was one of their guests, she does the voice of Lucy, the ship on Killjoys. She snuck into the back of the room on the <laughs> fan panel and was there and actually kind of asked a general question about Lucy. But the funny thing was, since she was at the very back of the room, most of the fans who were already there didn't <laughs> recognize her and didn't know who it was. So I could tell, and I think a couple of the other panelists did, but we didn't want to like make everybody feel uncomfortable or whatever. So she just was only there for a few minutes. But it was kind of a nice thing that, again, one of those things that you can kind of say only at Dragon Con when the guests can actually come to the fan panel and be a part of it. We, we have seen a number of that over the years. And this year, too. I mean, even uh, as we mentioned uh, in the main part of the show, even Peter Capaldi took an interest in some of the fan panels, if only really briefly. You know, he he managed to geek out as well. And and that's what's really fun about it. I mean, the the, the celebrities aren't this just there to be on a pedestal behind glass. Um, you know, they really uh, get the chance if they want to. Uh, to interact uh, with the fans in a way that I, again, I don't see that happening at a lot of other shows. Oh, exactly. That is, we've talked about that many times here. I know, and I'm sure you guys have as well. So it, another textbook example this year of just how much fun it is. Just all of us having fun. Absolutely. Any other highlights? Um, those were the big things, really. You know, just, uh, again, seeing a lot of folks, unfortunately not you, but a lot of other folks I only <laughs> see the once a year and, uh, you know, hanging out, attending a few panels, too, along with speaking on them. It's just that whole atmosphere I just love so much. It, uh, you know, it was another another great time for me. I, I, I keep wondering every year when is it going to kind of maybe get routine or not as much fun, but it never happens. Once I get there and you get in the moment and start seeing everybody and interacting, it's just like kid at Christmas again. That That's the way I feel. I mean, the my, like, you know, I've been saying all, all during this episode, this is my 25th in a row. And uh, I still just am not over it. Like <laughs> I'm just, I it, it, you know, in a lot of ways, it, it. I don't want to say it feels like my first because, you know, obviously I've, I'm seasoned and I know what's what. But, um, you know, it, the level of excitement is still there. I don't think that's gone away. Yeah, it is, and and you know, it was also a little special for me too at the at the Lost Girl events. Those couple of ones where I got to be backstage. Uh, at one point, I'm just introducing myself or saying hello so the uh, the cast members know I'm there just as someone else to help them if they need something representing the, the urban fantasy track. And um, as I think I mentioned on a previous podcast, I had the great honor this year of having a character on Winona Earp named after me. And it was actually one played by Anna Silk from Lost Girl who was there. So I had mentioned this to her at a previous con when I saw her. So she again chuckled that, you know, with the Hi, Kevin, Kevin, because that's the character she played. So that was kind of cool. I mean, as a fan, it's it's one of those things you really ever get to have happen. So it, it's pretty special. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, very cool. Well, we uh, we definitely appreciate uh, uh, everything that you do for the convention, everything that you do for this podcast uh, throughout the year. It's uh, always great to chat with you. And uh, we get about three or four months uh, so we can rest up and, and start it all anew. Yep, exactly. Got to start making notes and planning for 2019. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, um, thanks again. And uh, where can people find you on the off-season? All of my podcasting stuff for When I'm to Earth and all the other genre shows I do is over at tuningintosci-fi-tv.com. And the DragonCon Newbie stuff always lives at dragonconnewbies.org. Awesome, awesome. And 
keep an ear out and keep an eye out for uh, listeners for uh, an episode of Earth Station One, uh, the regular podcast that Mike and I do on a weekly basis. Because, you know, come hell or high water, we're going to get Kevin in the geek seat at some point. I'm um, not sure when it's going to happen, but he's he's going to get there. So going to make uh, make it happen. Yeah, yeah, we will. We definitely will. Well, cool. Thanks so much, sir. My pleasure. Take care. And so we draw a call. Wait, before we close out the show, I do have an important announcement, an important announcement about um, it's related to uh, Earth Station One and uh, it's related to the publishing arm of Earth Station One. Uh, of course, we've. Uh, we made the debut of the um, we saw the debut of Earth Station One Tales of the Station Volume Three this year, but next year we will not be doing a Tales of the Station. We will be doing a book called Dragon Tales. Earth Station One presents Dragon Tales, and we are looking for people to contribute to this uh, book. Uh, it's about uh, stories, uh, memories. Um, observations, uh, even essays, uh, com- uh, non-fictional accounts of, of, of your past experiences at DragonCon. And it's a celebration of the show we love. So if you want to find out more information about this book, uh, because we will be uh, starting production of it uh, within actually a few months, uh, please reach out to us uh, at ESO. Um, you can contact DragonConReport at ESONetwork.com and uh, we will see it. Or you can message me on Facebook or any of the social media. So uh, so uh, please, we want you to be part of that book. We're looking for all kinds of submissions. So if you've got an idea, please reach out to us. And now we can draw a close to our ninth and final episode of the 2018 Dragon Con Con Report. A big thanks to everyone for joining us, not only for this episode, but for all the season long. Uh, I think we figured out this is our sixth season of doing the Dragon Con Con Report in, in the, sort of this form. Uh, so I know it started off as a segment on uh, the regular Earth Station One podcast many, many moons ago, but uh, I think this is actually the sixth year uh, we can consider that this actually, the Dragon Con Con Report. And... Uh, uh, a big thanks to everybody for being part of it uh, this year, including Michelle Biddick-Simmons, Eternal Zan, Kevin Batchelder, of course, and our station crew. Uh, Darren, you have been with us since the beginning, um, and it's awesome to have you with us. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, sir. I look forward to the contract negotiations for next season. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is, is it a free agent year? Are you? Is your contract up? Is that it? We got to negotiate? <laughs> you know me. Well, I have, I have very high demands and standards. <laughs> well, um, uh, I know that there's so much ESO money going around. So, you know, I hope I, I good luck getting a piece of that. Um, um, but uh, where can people find you in the off season, sir? Um, Legion of Substitute Podcasters is usually where I hang my hat. We talk about all the DC Comics Legion goodness of which there is none right now which is irritating to me as a Legion fan. But we also talk about old issues and all that kind of stuff and current comic book goings on, that kind of thing. Um, And also, I'm sometimes on the station giving you a little LGBT pop culture. I do believe something is like that of that nature is coming up fairly soon. I've heard I've heard tale. I've heard tale. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Mary, thank you so much for joining us this year. Absolutely, guys. Glad to do it. You have also been there for the beginning, from the beginning. So thank you for that as well. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me all this time. Yeah, absolutely. And where can people find you during the off season? 
Uh, you can find me um, on Twitter or um, um, at Mary Lou Who Blog, and I'm also streaming on Twitch. Um, Mary Lou Games is my username on there, so feel free to add me. Yes, and absolutely seek out those pictures of uh, her in the Porg outfits, her the Porg crew. Uh, <laughs> there are uh, actually several you, on the Dragon Con Facebook group, so if guys you're interested are in seeing it. So adorable. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, Ashley. This was your first uh, visit to this side of the station. Thanks for coming on board and telling us all about your um, uh, first-time experience. Oh, thank you. I am always looking for an excuse to talk about Dragon Con, so I had a blast. So thanks for letting you, me uh, you, share some memories. You definitely have it in your blood now, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I will be back. Life-changing, isn't it? Yes, yeah, so it's like before Dragon Con, after Dragon Con. So. <laughs> it's one of those pivotal life events. Yes. Well, um, I know that uh, people can find you occasionally, of course, on the Earth Station One uh, podcast, as well as uh, a weekly blog that you do on the ESO Network. Yes. Um, yeah, we'll be wrapping up. I've been doing um, transcribing some of the interviews that Mary and I did from Dragon Con. So I think the last of those is coming up next week and then working on some fun stuff, hopefully for the rest of this fall. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we appreciate the work that you do. And also we're going to plug uh, some of your other projects too, which is, I know you spend a lot of time uh, blogging over there with the story geeks. Yes. And I'm actually in the middle of the women of star Wars blogathon right now. So have been really enjoying that, taking a look at the different star Wars, uh, female characters. So it's been a busy September, but a good month. Awesome. Well, we thank you so much for spending time with us. Oh, thank you. You feel so fortunate to have her still. Oh, well, so, <laughs> well uh, I will never forget my friends at ESO. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, speaking of which, and thank you, Director Faber, because, of course, none of this would be possible at all without you. Oh, exactly. And I'm the one who negotiates the contract, so it'll be interesting to see who comes back. <laughs> <or not. Yes. laughs> Actually, there may be an opening. Um, oh, so, right. <laughs> How do you feel about hosting a Dragon Con report? Whoa, hey now. So, is there a job opening here coming All up? All right, so let's wrap this up. Uh... <laughs> Should I be scared? Uh, <laughs> uh, we try to cover all we can with these special reports that we do, but to keep up with uh, everything that happened post-Dragon Con and the latest news for 2019, please check out the official Dragon Con website, all their social media outlets, all the tracks are active on Facebook, so you can keep that Dragon Con feeling going, not the con crud, but the good feeling, the good feeling that you experience at Dragon Con, you can keep that going all year round. Um, we are here on uh, the network can be found on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Stitcher. We want you to be part of the discussion, so please feel free to join us on, uh, on our, all those groups. Um, the Dragon Con Con Report is sponsored this year by Borderlands Comics and Games in beautiful Greenville, South Carolina. We cannot thank Robert enough for, for helping us sponsor this show. Um, it, the, go visit his store. Go visit his store. He's, got, he's opening up a brand new one. Lots of exciting things are happening in Greenville for Borderlands Comics and Games. And be sure to check out uh, SC Comic Con uh, next year, 2019. He's got a great lineup for that. So uh, for more information, just check out all the details at borderlands.us. And uh, be sure to check out the Amazon link at the top of the ESO Network.com site. 
Uh, it doesn't cost you any more to purchase your stuff. It really does help us out a lot. Uh, in addition to we that, we have a T Public store filled with cool designs and our Patreon, which really does directly help support us. And you will get uh, additional content that's Dragon Con related guaranteed at the Patreon. So uh, if you are already a patron, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your contribution. If not, there's still plenty of time to to join us and uh, get in on all the fun and listen to, again, more Dragon Con content because we will deliver it to you. Thanks for listening to another season of the 2018 Dragon Con Con Report. I'm your host, Mike Gordon, and it has been my pleasure. We'll see you next year, 2019, at the Con. Hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it, too. Seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Because now it's time to go. But hey, I say, well, that's okay. Because we'll see you very soon, I know. Very soon, I know. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. goodbye. And tomorrow, just by today. The moon, the bear, and the big blue house will be waiting for you to come and play. Come and play, come and play, bye now. the ESO Network has a brand new Patreon? That's right. We're asking for your help, and you could do it for as little as a dollar a month. Don't fret. All your favorite shows will still be available for free as always, but now you can get exclusive podcasts and more not heard anywhere else but on our Patreon. To sign up for the ESO Network, Patreon's easy. All you have to do is click on the link on the top navigation of the ESO Network website or go to patreon.com slash ESO Network. With your support of the ESO Network, it's you who will reap the rewards. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.